Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 291. Whoa, we are inside the 10 countdown. You skipped like four episodes. There's no way it's 291. We are on episode 291, sir. 291. We are inching closer to that episode 300. Yeah, now we kind of, we kind of, now we kind of are. We weren't eight episodes ago when you started talking about it. No, we were, but not as deep. We're, we were like on the cusp, but now, how many, now we're like. How many, how many weeks are in March? I feel like March has had like 12 weeks. It did. It had I think at we're still least in March. 12 weeks, possibly 13 weeks. Yeah, I Makes think sense. so. I mean, that's when the thir- yeah. down, so yeah. 13 going on 30 here with the weeks of March. Uh, but no, we are, we are so close to episode 300. And I feel like, uh, you know, this week kicking this like inside that 10 range off with a with an earnest film is uh, no better way to (laughs) to kind of go down that route. And I think from here on out, we really just got to hit it hard with some outrageous B movies. Uh, We we just got to really I mean, there's no other way to hit hit to 300 than without just really hitting it hard. So we'll see what the what the weeks ahead bring us. But uh, like I said, this is the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesome movie-added films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. I'm Corey. Yep, I'm Nick. (laughs) That's Nick. And with us, again, in these quarantine times, is sometimes friend of the show, Pat Pat's waving. You can't see him. I'm going to leave I that silence it. in there. The I silence of it. a wave. I'm going to leave it in there. If you want to contact us uh, with a movie you made or you a suggestion for a movie or anything like that, follow us on the social media at bmoviebreakdown. Uh, email us bmbpodcast at gmail.com. And you can uh, you can uh, you can let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you want us to watch. Let us know if you made something and you want us to watch it. All those good things are happening uh, over there on the uh, the Instagram, especially uh, Nick. Do you have any plugs that are out there? Yeah, you can just look at uh, drawings that I do on the Instagram at Schedule Stories. And if you want to listen to Spooky Supernatural Paranormal podcast. Weird and Feared has you covered, and you can find that show wherever you find this podcast, probably. <laughs> Perfect. Anywhere you find podcasts, we're finding this podcast, that podcast. And uh, real quick, since we're talking about Ernest, I just want to mention a friend of the show, Dustin Wickoff, his podcast. Uh, he had one previous one, now he's got a new one, but they're both Ernest-related. Uh, the first one he had was called The Importance of Seeing Ernest, uh, it was like a rated R film conversation, kind of like a, you know like how this show is. You know what I mean? It's not very family friendly. And uh, also they had, always had an earnest themed cocktail every week. So you can get those recipes for those cocktails on that show. It's called The Importance of Seeing Ernest. And uh, there's a new podcast he's doing. It's the Ernest P. World Preservation Society. What? And they read and discuss the scripts of unmade Ernest movies. And they what? got they were able to get access uh, through the like various channels and Ernest Estate and things like that to get these unmade Ernest movies, uh, the scripts for them. I actually have some some interesting 
little factoids about some of these earnest uh, unmade earnest movies uh that were never never seen the light of day whether you know due to jim varney's death or just the lack of uh, interest in earnest altogether at, at one point in time but we'll get into that as we uh we discuss this week's movie this was the last ever theatrical earnest film uh and this one is earnest rides again it's the best of the worst Well, um, Ernest Rides Again. You know what? I did enjoy a good chunk of this movie, but I think if they would have shaved off about 20 minutes, the movie would have been a little bit better than it was. In the the 20 minute chase scene? Is that what you're talking about? That's a whole movie, basically. (laughs) I thought it was way longer. Yeah, the chase scene that lasted the last like 20 to 30 minutes of the film. Uh, (laughs) Cut out like 20 minutes of that, and it would have been a more concise, very, this do is you, the movie, here we're, here's A, B, C, and D, and then we're done. Do you know what really, you know what, honestly, there's all, this is going to maybe surprise the both of you. There was only one, really only one issue I had with this film. It's just one. What was that? Which is surprising. I There was a swerve. Like, I, I, I approached this film just being like, Oh my god! As soon as this goofy faces start, I'm like, oh no! But then I'm like, you know what? The world's falling apart, and maybe, maybe sometimes it's better to just let a goofy man just be goofy in front of you and just be like, all right, man, let's just do your thing. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But the my one issue, and this is jumping around, but I just want to get it out of the way because we mentioned the 20 minute chase scene that ensues. Well, it even starts before, but eventually during this chase scene, they choose to, they have a fully functional tow truck with a steering wheel and tires, and you're able to guide it wherever it goes. Yeah. What the fuck? And why then did, you just unhook the, you unhook the cannon from it, and no one thinks to get inside to drive the tow truck. He, Does that no, miss a part? They, they the mentioned it. Be, and, he sa- and he says, for whatever reason, he can't. He can't see, get it right. Um, the uh, professor guy, Abner, he does mention, why don't we just do this? But because Ernest is just such a bumbling idiot, right. he just thinks, like, hey, this plan is so much better. But then that's fine. He can be a bumbling idiot. But then Abner doesn't choose to get back into the truck. So I'm like, well, all right. And then, you know what happens later? They choose to take the cannon somewhere. So they have to hook it up to something that can take it somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, I like I don't I don't have I don't have too many what? problems with this. I don't have too many problems with this movie either. Other than like I would have shaved a little bit out of the chase scene, maybe not even a full twenty minutes, but just a little I mean, bit of time. I, I would just I would just well, a I lot would of the chase scene, they don't even chase it. They're sitting there thinking about what they should do. It's a cannon moving ten miles per hour, and they're the, using the, helicopters and satellites the, to find the ten thing. miles an it's hour. Going, you, it's going into but the thing is so heavy. Were you watching so a different cannon? Yeah, this but, thing was going like 85 miles an hour. This thing was the fastest cannon I've ever seen in my life. They, heavy or not, they lose it so many times. It's giant. How do they lose it? Because they're also they, idiot, dumb bad guys. They, they get try distracted. and stop by shooting at it. That doesn't make sense. What are you doing? 
Well, this is why this is the thing with, with the guns. This is the ultimate. This is why the movie just won me over because everyone's insane. Everyone's everyone is person. insane. You know everyone what? And I love. And I don't know how many times they've really addressed it prior to this film, but they literally flat out just say uh, that Ernest is like he doesn't die because he's a cartoon character. He's, yeah, he's almost a cartoon character. Yeah, right. I mean, he's he like literally a, he's like a, addresses yeah, it. Yeah, he's like a nice. mutant. He's like a mutant. It's like his superpower. He this is, is just his, this is just it's in his DNA. <laughs> he had nails in his head. Right. Well, because that was the the hard end. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, his head. Which, what was the soft end? His butt? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He had nails in his fucking head. <laughs> uh, actually, when he started like when all that stuff got electrocuted, it reminded me of Ernest goes to jail because in that one he yeah. is like he is like fully electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, he has powers, like, yeah. Uh, metal attracts to him, so that was like almost like a little <laughs> nod to. No, it's. A, I mean, it's this. And after watching this, I was like, well, I need to be more up to date on my earnest continuity because. Well, is, is that why that scene happened? Where that um saw was chasing yeah, him? It was like it's a callback to when he can control. It's definitely a callback. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, real so, quick though, I want to mention some words here, yeah. uh, just because it kind of ties into what we're talking about with the earnest movies and kind of their chronological and where they ended up being. Um, you know, I mentioned in front of the show, Dustin Wickoff and his earnest podcast. Uh, he wrote some words about this movie, and I just want to share them real quick because it kind of will tie into everything else. Uh, he wrote, Ernest Rides Again is a bit of an un- unappreciated Ernest film, in my opinion. Not that my opinion matters much in the film world, but it, as the host of two different Ernest-related podcasts, I know my shit when it comes to Ernest. <laughs> Although this was the final Ernest film to appear in, appear in theaters, there were several more straight-to-video classics that followed. Rides Again could have been much better had the deal with Disney slash Touchstone remained. Originally signed on for six Ernest movies, uh, six Ernest movie deal, their partnership ended after four following Ernest Scared Stupid, disappointing box office returns. Oh, no. I feel the extra budget could have helped the production values greatly, but there is still some fun, uh, still some fun stuff in the film to enjoy. Gotta love that theme song, Vern. And uh, so uh, I just wanted to mention, though, like we we're talking about this earnest continuity and things like that and the way the movies went. And uh, you could definitely not necessarily. I mean, this one's still good, but like you could definitely tell the dip in quality uh, of the film uh, production and everything after that right like this is if they were getting Ernest scared stupid ahead is so like right they have these giant monsters and it's, yeah, it's like intense a, it's a large budget film and then you go from something like for Ernest at least a large budget and you go from something like that to this and then from this to straight to video and even though the way that way it's filmed and everything after this one it looks different like I remember seeing it was Video. I, do, I remember seeing maybe part of Ernest Goes to Africa and Ernest and the Army, but I definitely remember seeing Ernest, uh, the slam dunk one. Uh, I remember renting that as a kid, and I remember it looking vastly different, even as a kid, like the way it was filmed and the quality and everything. So it's unfortunate that, like, even though, and it's funny because, like, Scared Stupid now is, like, a loved, beloved movie. Like, it oh, yeah. really uh, is up there as far as the Ernest movies go. Honestly, that's my favorite Ernest movie. I think that's it scared. I think it scared people too much back in the day, and they just wanted goofy Ernest. Is that? what I mean, it is. It's a frightening film. Those. I thought it was what terrifying. Are they, I enjoyed they it because I was like, "What would you say, Pat? I'm sorry." Are those trolls that are the monsters? Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty spooky. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I enjoyed it as a child, but I was. I. It's one of those movies when I watched as a kid, and I'm like, this is fucking. This is intense. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're, this they're is trolls some dark are putting shit. kids into little wooden toys and trapping them into trapping their Ugh. souls. Yeah, that is, that is that is scary. I thought it was some dark shit back in the day. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty dark, but yeah, it's it's, it's sad that 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 one kind of broke the bank as far as the the Ernest movies go. Yeah, that's surprising uh, me. I just but this one, that one constantly. I could not find out because I I want I don't want to skip over this, uh, but I could not find out the relationship here between Ernest and Mr. Bill. Uh, before this movie starts, <laughs> we are treated to a Mr. Bill short uh, titled Mr. Bill Goes to Washington. Oh, man. So many sluggos. Mr. <laughs> Bill was a, uh, for those who don't know, Mr. Bill was a SNL, like, pre-taped skit thing they would do. It was a little clay guy. He would always get hurt. He would always get destroyed. Uh, usually by the hands of his friend, Mr. Hands, uh, would always have a lot to do with him getting hurt. And uh, so, and yeah, he would always go, oh, no, and that was like his thing. Uh, I, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, as a kid, became obsessed with Mr. Bill. I had a Mr. Bill 20th anniversary VHS tape that had that this Corey, dude. short on it. Um, I, and you can actually watch the Mr. Bill 20th anniversary special on Amazon Prime. Oh, boy. So it, uh, you go. It's like an hour. You just—it's just all the skits, basically all yeah. the SNL things. God, combined. imagine how. Imagine that hour is just how how that just wreaks havoc on your brain. An hour of like eighty-five <laughs> Mr. Bill skits. Like, oh, well, it's, it's some full skits and then some clips and stuff, and it's like Mr. Bill hosts it, from what I remember. <laughs> uh, it's just like a you know this like clip show type thing, but then the, the Mr. Bill goes to Washington was a like major part of that. So I do remember seeing this, this, this clip. It's just, I, I just couldn't find anything as to why this was with Ernest rides again. Like what this had to do with I don't know. that. Like the, it's just a weird like connection there. Cause um, Ernest, Ernest and Mr. Bill have the same superpowers. Maybe. Yeah. They're able to just handle brutal punishments and always come back in their normal shape somehow and go on wild adventures yeah that, yeah. that makes sense right yeah, yeah. so there, but yeah there's a lot of uh mr bill also i remember he came back in the 90s uh in the pizza hut commercials I vaguely remember that it was like um it was like mr bill like advertising spots and it was called Pete, but it, it wasn't mr bill it was pizza hut and but it was the same voice, it was the same creator and everything, and it was How? basically Mr. Mr. Bill. Okay. Instead of Sluggo, it was Steve. It was a pizza cutter named Steve. Yikes! But the Sluggos, uh, you like how they're always giving the middle finger? Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> they're always giving the middle finger. They know what they they're about. That, that sad look on their face, just I mean, scowl all the Pat, time. The moment I sent the message. Is when I I believe when I saw Sluggo Hussein and I was like, all right, <laughs> Sluggo Hussein. That I was like, me up. All right. <laughs> How do you get into the White House? What the heck? Yeah, what? The, where's, the, where's the Secret Service? <laughs> well, it was the he was part of the last regime's uh, last uh, president's uh, little oh, thing real... going on there. No, there was Sluggo Hussein, but then there was like the Sluggo generals. There's two yeah, different General Sluggo. Well, then there was a Sluggo yeah. who was driving the car. There's a lot. Of Sluggos are there was also yeah, the Sluggo running for president, whose uh, campaign was vote Sluggo or else. I like, yeah, yeah, I like how he won in a literal landslide. 
It was good. That was great. It was fun. I also love the Mr. Bill of the bus tour that they were taking it's for the, amazing for the campaign, and it went off that cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, also, Mr. Sluggos. Mr. Hands is in this as well. Uh, Mr. Bill's dog Spot also in it, mm-hmm. who also dies in most episodes. And there was a brief appearance by Mr. Bill's girlfriend, Miss Sally. She was riding in the car with him at one point, but she's not really in the in the short very much. No, but the uh, I mean the Sluggo man. That's there you go. There's your deep state right there. A bunch of Sluggos. A bunch of Sluggos. <laughs> Using five G to manipulate Mr. Bill. That's what's going oh. on nowadays. You know what they say, the buck the buck stops here. Yeah, he's yep. like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, what was up with that other weird literal joke? Oh, no, and then the freaking buck feet. What the heck is going on? It was good. It was the buck good. stops here, and it kicked him out of the window. All and right. Then, and he was, he, was by, he was basically in the model of Washington, D.C., in that weird not-scale I mean, model. I just love, when he saw that one slugger that one time, he was like, he's going to hurt me. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, the sluggos are terrible, and they're like everywhere. They're like literally every other person, every person, every other person he interacts with is like a sluggo. Like, how did? Okay, guys, let's be honest here. How did Mister Mister Bill become a thing? Like, I really? Mean, how did he catch on though? I know you can just shoot shit out there, but then how did? Why did Mister Bill stick? Why did people gravitate toward Mister Bill? It's got to have to do with stuff in the writing room. Because what's what's their their tradition in SNL? They stay up to like. Two o'clock on a Tuesday night, and then they start writing, and they do it all in one night. So yeah, they're insane. So it's but, just, so, but the fact that it caught on, like people watched it, because sometimes they do that shit. People are like, what is this? Like, and and actually, actually, this wasn't even um, from a writer. It was created by this guy Walter Williams, and he sent the Mister Bill show in as a Super Eight film, sent in as a response to the show's request for home movies during its first season. So basically, the the first appearance of Mr. Mr. Bill was on February 28th, 1976. Holy and after shit. he submitted five old? films, um, five, five films, Williams became a full-time writer for the show in 1978. Holy cow. And then ended up writing, you know, multiple skits and things like that, but then more yeah. than 20 Mr. Bill skits um, throughout Amazing. his time. That's wild. That's incredible. I wonder yeah, if that... It just, like, became a thing. I don't know. It's, like, not even, like... Not even like a well-made claymation thing, you know. No, it's a... garbage, but that's what works. <laughs> I think that's what everybody loved about it. It was just like yeah. funny to watch this guy like die, like get hurt all the time. Well, also he's very a weird-looking character. Like I could see this character being in like a horror movie if it wasn't uh, <laughs> oh if, if if there wasn't a Mr. Bill skit on SNL, like Mr. Bill could have been some creepy axe murderer. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, what if a human being just dressed up like Mr. Bill? Like, I'm sure if you look at Mr. Bill Halloween costumes, you're going to find some horrible things. I bet you could find some other weird Mr. Bill costumes, too. I actually, I'm not lying, had a Mr. Bill mask that I bought from a Halloween store. Uh, I mean, I, re- man, I, I recall I can't, that thing. Yeah. I can't explain you. <laughs> I'm surprised, Pat. I'm surprised, Pat, you don't remember that. I have I, that. I, I do kind of remember it, yeah. That's. <laughs> uh. It's just a never-ending learning about Corey's childhood. I didn't know you, <laughs> Mr. Bill Mask. What he's yep, made of I dough. Mean, Mr. I mean, it's Bill just a Mask, big spherical head, pretty much big spherical rubber head. It's just what a wild thing. 
<laughs> Actually, not long ago at uh, Menards, a uh, hardware store here in the Midwest, I saw a Mr. Bill dog toy. Well, that makes sense. I, I've seen the Mr. Bill dog toys. I did yeah. not buy it, but I couldn't believe that in 2020, there's still Mr. Bill merchandise well, they knew, they in the store. They knew Walter Wayne was going to make money somehow. Well, they knew back in the day a bunch of little kids had his 20th anniversary special and had a mask of him. <laughs> so they knew that guy might grow up to be an adult and go to Menards, and that was calling to you. It that was, was meant for you. When I mean, we're the- done with... With the, when we're done recording, I'll send you the picture of the Mr. Bill mask. I found it online, so you can Great. see what it, yeah. what it looks like. No, but that dog toy is like the perfect form for the Mr. Bill toy. That's what he oh, should, yeah. chewed up by a dog all the time. Yeah, chewed up by a yeah. dog. Very but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't done, find the, the you know? connection as to why it appeared in an Ernest movie. Like, there's no connection to SNL with Jim Varney, really. Or the it, it just it just they somebody whoever was putting out the movie had the rights. To Mr. Bill or whatever, and they just were like, throw this on this VHS tape. It's even on the cover of the VHS tape. It's like a yeah, it even advertises world, dude. Mr. Bill. This it was super super bizarre, uh, but uh, but that's in the beginning of the movie, and also in the beginning of the movie, I want to mention how awesome was that theme song in the beginning of the movie. It was very Money Python to me. It's a lot, wasn't it? It it's was very Monty Python-ish. Uh, That's what it reminded me of. You get to see Ernest throughout history, all the different places his ancestors were in history. Is that what it was? <laughs> I, I guess is what they were alluding to, that all these uh, ancestors of Ernest. Well, he's, yeah, where he, he plays he his own relatives, doesn't he? So that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the various movies, he does play various relatives and things like that. Whether they're made up or not, um, he does play various relatives of himself throughout the films. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I mean, that, that song plays throughout the rest of the movie, not with the lyrics, but like that. Yeah. The Ernest P world. It was definitely very, I, that you hit the nail on the head there, Pat, very Monty Python esque. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, well, what if this movie, what if, what, what if, um, Ernest rides again, Speaking about making Mr. Bill a horror movie, what if Ernest, this movie was had a horror score and everything was the same? Ernest would be terrifying. Yeah. He'd be very scary. Like in Imagine. the beginning when he's just talking to himself or he's hunting in the woods for something. Like, what is a psychopath doing? Imagine Ernest. He immediately uh, plays, what, three, four different characters all of a sudden? Yeah. It's like, that's who my the head fuck like, is this guy? That's when I, that's when my body, my antibodies initially pushed back against this film. I was like, oh, <laughs> God, no. But then, like, he slowly is like, I'm just here for some good times, I guess. All right. Yeah, and he, he slowly wins you over because he's earnest. Well, I didn't it's say true. that. I didn't say that. Uh, but, Pat, since you um, you do have a similar job as Ernest, P. Whirl. Did Ernest have a job in this movie? <laughs> no, he didn't have a job. <laughs> well, he's a I assume he's just the custodian uh, or the janitor the at, the, at the college. Well, he's just the janitor whatever movie he occupies yeah they do mention that he's the janitor i thought at the college i thought they mentioned that at least one time in um, this movie yeah uh, maybe i missed it but it can you please like um start dressing like Ernest? just that can oh. be your, your wardrobe all the time oh, oh pat i would love pat. to i would love pat. to see <laughs> pat. who who picks up on that would pat. be great denim denim vest pat that would be the hard. Yeah, that's the only thing that would be tricky, I think, to find. I have to grow my yeah. hair out too. 
No, you don't have to do the full thing. Just dress. I just said dress Dude, like it. I didn't say. If, if I'm gonna like dress it. like Ernest, I might as well become Ernest. Yeah, you started this. Well, that's fine. Grow your hair out then too. Did you Whatever know that you the, need to do. Did you know that the P in Ernest P. Worrell is Pat? Did you know that? No, is it really? No, I I made that up. That's a lie. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It might be. I'm fucking. I thought I saw somewhere it was power tools. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> uh, I I honestly, it is power. It is Ernest. Yeah. There it says alias Ernest Power Tools Worrell. What a great middle name. It's probably one of the that's a very good middle name for any, <laughs> any human. It, re, it really is. But can you think of uh, any other time where a character from commercials got its own movie? Movies. <sighs> Many movies. Many movies I can't know. What, what one was, movie? What I can't the, even think of a, of a commercial character that got a movie. I mean, I'd have was, to... The original commercials were they car sales? Is that what they were? So there were various things. So the uh, the creator of the character with Jim Var with Jim Varney was this guy who uh, actually directed like almost all the movies. John Cherry, I directed mm-hmm. this movie as well. Uh, but it was this guy John Cherry and Jerry Carden. They had an ad agency, uh, so it was called Carden and Cherry, and they were out of Nashville. Okay. And they created this character with Jim Varney to basically use in various local television ad campaigns. Hmm. So, yeah, it started with, like, one with, like, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, and it was for an amusement park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. What? Uh, just, like, just these, a character like, small... To sell, yeah, just, yeah, just a... And then it eventually blew up, and, went, and then he was in, like, a Coca-Cola commercial, a Chex commercial, a Taco oh, wow. John's commercial. Those were the three big ones, mm-hmm. like, where it was, like, national products. Uh, other than that, it was all local stuff, but it just kind of kept rolling. And then they made, like, the comedy. Uh, they made a small uh, short film, and then they made the move, this movie called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of Gloombeam. And that's okay. kind of like a darker, weird science fiction-y thing that they did, but Ernest is in it. And then they made the Saturday morning sketch series, Hey Vern, It's Ernest. And that's kind of where the it kind of, he won a daytime Emmy for it, and mm-hmm. that kind of just from there snowballed um, into um, being the Ernest we know and love that we've seen in all the movies. Ernest Goes to Camp being the first actual, like, quote-unquote, Ernest movie. Yeah, but like I can't literally can't think of another com- like the What's Up guys. They don't have a fucking movie. The f- Budweiser uh, Frogs. The What's they, up guys? They, missed, they missed out. What a good! I would have watched that shit. They Whoa. tried to do that caveman from the Geico commercials. They, oh, tried, they tried to, to do a, a show, TV show of that. Yeah. One I could. That's the, one, the oh, That's the first one that came to mind. But, but it didn't work. Uh, I didn't. So oh, I, I know. I never watched it. I I wanted to at I the time. I actually it, did, but then I just didn't. So. I bet there's at least one more out there. I'm sure there is. I just don't know at of it. At least one more. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. And I mean, think about it. If people are watching, you can't fast forward through your commercials. You watch your TV. You watch your commercials. And then, like, so if you're watching a commercial with a character, naturally you're going to view it as, like, some more entertainment. Because, like, oh, isn't there oh, this little mini show in here? He's selling this product, talking to this fucking guy named Vern. Am I Vern? I don't know. Do I even know who I am anymore? I don't know. I'm watching a lot of Ernest. But, hey, this is fun. <laughs> Back in the day, too, like the early 90s, late mid 80s, they made TV shows out of everything. 
cartoons and TV shows that are everything. So yeah, I, I, well, there's got to be something. Some, there. some people consider Space Jam to be kind of like that. So there was oh, okay. a Super Bowl commercial that ran yeah. with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan in it. And but that's not really that same thing though. That wasn't something that was well, created just for the, a commercial. The, the thing is, I do believe the director of that commercial went on to direct the movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, quite possibly. I, I think could, it derives from that commercial directly. But that's pretty close. Is, but the thing is, it's it's close. But Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan were yeah. already big giant things, so it's not like it was like some weird. You know what I mean? It is kind of weird in retrospect, but it's it's an hour and a minute ad. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just you know you're. Well, it's it's Michael Jordan. Not only that, it's Michael Jordan's. It's basically like his autobiography. But (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is with with cartoons. It's very weird. Chuck that Last Dance miniseries out the fucking door. That's bullshit. Space Jam I mean, with that. Well, I mean, yeah, before the last dance stuff, yeah, all he had was Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, so there's really just Space Jam. Um, apparently, they tried to make a TV show based off of Baby Bob that was in those, like, uh, ads for E-Trade and Quiznos. Uh, I kind of remember. He was like... He was and it was also baby, for ads like for, like, freeinternet.com. It was like... It was just like... It was like it was in those E-Trade commercials, and then yeah, they tried to make a TV show out of that. It failed after nine episodes, but the only one okay, this is the only one now that I can actually say where it came from a commercial, and it made it made it into a movie other than Ernest, which is almost this is almost kind of like an Ernest scenario. Um, so there's that movie Uncle Drew that came out. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. It was a so there was a commercial with NBA star Kyrie Irving, and he was disguised as an elderly uncle. I think it was like a Sprite commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I then, like, six years later, they made that mo- a movie. Came out six literally years like, later? <laughs> seriously, the movie was in 2000, or the commercial was in 2012. They had a number of commercials. I remember seeing them. And then there was uh, a movie in 2018. Hmm. Wild. Shaq, Shaq's in it. <laughs> yeah, Shaq, Reggie, Reggie Miller, Miller, Chris Webber. Oh There's yeah. a bunch of like retired basketball stars. I'm pretty sure Nick Kroll is in Uncle Drew movie. He is. He plays Mookie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. It looked out of control and Ooh, not JD very good. Moves in it. My boy. Yeah, it did not look very good. Um... Uh, maybe it's kind of funny. It might be kind of stupid funny. Who knows? It's just like old man basketball player guy. Whatever, right? Oh, it was Pepsi Max commercials, by the way. It wasn't Sprite. It was Pepsi Max. Is Pepsi Max still a thing? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It was, either, yeah. I don't know. It was like low-calorie, sugar-free thing. I think they changed it to like just Pepsi Zero or something. Mm-hmm. Because that probably works better. Yeah, 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 I bet I, I I bet there's a cartoon character out there that made a TV show or a movie that was originally a commercial. That's I mean, I guess. just I I just googled it, and those are the only examples. Yeah, that, that what do you really Space Google? Jam and you know, it's a weird <laughs> thing to Google. <laughs> 
it is a weird thing. It is a weird thing to Google. Um, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, what did you think of the the character of Abner? Melon? I like Abner. He's he was really unsure of himself. Like he for a second he'd be like, yeah, oh, we're gonna do it, Ernest. And then immediately after, like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I don't know how the fuck he got two fucking PhDs with that kind of attitude, but yeah, I didn't like how much he like hated Ernest for a while. Well, I, I mean, think... he go yeah, he's he's a man of he's a man of two very different extremes as far as emotions go. Yeah, I also don't think that he ever like approached Ernest to help him. Ernest just like bestowed himself upon the guy. He's just like, oh, oh yeah, help Ernest. Him. Ernest definitely was just like, hey, we're friends now. Well, the guy <laughs> yeah. probably would talk to Ernest every now and then at the school. You know, like he's working and they like start talking and then. Ernest is like being out there with his crazy metal detector looking for stuff, and this guy's looking for stuff. So they had like this weird bond about history and. What if you were in? Stuff. What if you? What if you were in Abner's class, and you find out he's not coming to class that day? Then you turn on the news, and you're like, what the fuck was my teacher doing? He's being chased by a, a rich billionaire who has the Dr. Radnar Glencliff Surgical Center. And and it was like this weird surgical center. Like there was like a guy that was like all messed up, and they're pushing him out like to go, like he's all fine. And then like the he's talking to this other doctor, and all they're talking about is making money. It's like what the fuck kind of surgical center is this? What are they doing here? They're just ripping people off and doing botched surgeries just to like. It was really weird. It, it, the conversation maybe like, was really bizarre. Maybe they're experimenting on people and like taking advantage of uh, elderly people with. Uh not fully functioning brains. I think it was it only, I only remember the one guy getting pushed out of the hospital. It was some old yeah, man. Yeah, but he was all fucked jacket. up looking. He looked, didn't even look like he was like, okay. Maybe they helped him. Maybe he was worse when he came in. Yeah, could be. That's true. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, the guy's office was also like alluding to just like, this is a terrible person. He's just like, well, how yeah. many of these things did he steal? He all had these national artifacts, artifacts stored away in his yeah. fucking office. The human bodies. Let's just put that out there. Human remains. Yeah, yeah human remains. I, I don't feel like that's the best way to store a mummy is open. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> there's no temperature control. It's just an open mummy. Jesus, dude, really, the things are just thousands open. of years old. I really don't blame Ernest for ruining that. That was uh, that guy's fault. He messed that up. Put yeah, it that behind a glass. To, yeah, that was bound to ruin anyways. Yeah, not even behind glass. No temperature controlled. <laughs> I mean, at least the room was dark. Is that help? I think there was a spotlight on it anyways. Look at my mummy as I deteriorate it with these lights. Ernest, he didn't even know where he was. Like, minutes before that, he was drinking acid and eating a steel wool sandwich. Ernest doesn't know. What was that? I mean, I guess they addressed that. He's pretty much a cartoon. But he's got the acid in his mouth. And the only real problem it seems to give him is it's, like, foaming up. Then he spits it on the wall and starts to eat the wall. And he's fine. He really is an invincible being. He is. He is. He's... Ernest is a superhero. Yeah, I mean, He's once he once he got electrocuted and went to jail, I think I think we knew like where where things are headed from there, right? Like maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I he don't went. Know if he went. Could predict where he goes. He went from just being a camp, uh, like a like a maintenance guy at a camp at a summer camp, to interacting with Santa Claus and saving Christmas, to being That's electrocuted, going to jail mistakenly because he looked like a guy who was wanted. Who escaped from jail? I mean, uh, they were the same guy, so he looked exactly like him. Right, but I'm <laughs> just saying. Mistake. <laughs> and then he, then he goes. He went on to battle trolls, and then That's, now he's yeah. <laughs> finding a giant cannon 
uh, Goliath with the head that holds the crown jewels of England. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, yeah. what a what a wild what a wild premise to just go with, guys. Yeah, and then after that, he goes to school to get his GED. He no. goes to he, he gets uh, magic slam dunk uh, magic magic basketball shoes from Kareem Abdul Jabbar to be in uh, be amazing basketball player. He goes to Africa. He goes into the army. Uh, apparently, there was a, some scrap films like one where there was called er, um, Ernest Spaced Out, and he was going to go to space. Oh, that one! That one should have happened. And then there was another one called Ernest and the Voodoo Curse. I don't even want to imagine. It was going to be very much like an Ab- Costello meet Frankenstein kind of thing. Um, but it would, they all, but also maybe kind of like a idiot version of Raiders of the Lost Ark with some voodoo stuff in it. I don't know. And then they also um, had one that Ernest the Pirate that never got made as well. Oh, man. Those all would have been good choices. What about that one where he gets turned into that uh, toy slinky dog? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I like those. That, I like that franchise. <laughs> yeah, they went those with my, a different name those for are that. My famous, uh, those are my favorite Ernest movies. What yeah. about the one? What about the one where he finds all that oil and gets all that money and gets a big giant oh. house? Beverly, oh, Beverly Ernest, Hills. Ernest goes to Beverly Hills. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Yes, it is a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Honestly, though, that's a good movie. Uh, Dude, that Beverly movie is Hillbilly's, very good. Uh, it's movie funny is, as hell. He is fantastic in it. As Everybody Jeff is. Pitt. Everybody's right um, Especially, um, oh my God, the, what's the guy's name from Drew Carey Show? Um, Judd? Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader, I was close. Yeah, he play, he play, yeah, he, he plays Jethro, Jethro yeah. and he is unbelievably fantastic in that movie. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great TV, uh, TV movie adaptation thing. Uh, I don't think everybody always forgets, it, forgets about it. There were so many of those in the 90s. And they were just like pumping those out. They're like, whether they were cartoons in the live action, like Flintstones, or mm-hmm. like things like the Beverly Hillbillies, where they were taking these old shows. And I was surprised yeah, it was. That. Yeah, it was just that era's nostalgia trip. Like we're getting kind of now with things in the, you know what I mean? Like we always want to make things that are like twenty or thirty years old. Well, I don't even know if it was a nostalgia trip thing. I think maybe one film like that happened, and it was a success. And then it was kind of like these twin films we were just discussing. Like, yeah. they're just like, pump these fuckers out. Yeah, right, because but, it happened that, again in the early to mid-2000s where they were taking shows. But again, they were taking shows not even from the 80s, but like from the 70s. They were like Starsky and Hutch and Bewitched yeah. and uh-huh. and things like that. So it was like yeah. they were still hearkening back to these older shows. Yeah, so I'm surprised that it was never like a Happy Days movie or something like that. Oh, man. What would Ron Howard say about that? He'd direct it. <laughs> he directed it. Well, I think that was he like, probably a, would hit was like a Gary Marshall thing. Maybe he had control over that to yeah. not make that a make that a movie. But yeah, there was like a lot of those. But there, but like they were all a lot of them were pretty good though. So it's you got like the Beverly Hillbillies one is good. The Flintstones movie is is great. Uh, not so much uh, Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. I never saw that, but it looked like a hot piece of garbage. I saw. It. I mean, it's fine. It's not as good as the first one. It's just the movie. You saw. You saw Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. I like the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, I like the Flintstones too. But I remember just being like, I remember when that came out, being like, John Goodman's not in this, and Rick Moranis. What? And then I just yeah, yeah, but then yeah, but then but then you also were a kid who had a Mr. Bill mask. So I mean, there's there's <laughs> oh, a spectrum here, man. There's, there's a wide variety of things <laughs> that people can appreciate and watch and not appreciate or just ignore 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, come on, man. Pat, have you ever uh, seen Flintstones? You, you saw that? That looked like garbage. All right. Um, no, I never said it looked like garbage. I just remember being very disappointed that it wasn't the same people. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a thing. Yeah, I think maybe I, it was, it was like, a, I think some of my feelings were still there from uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where I felt very betrayed. <laughs> so movie was to see, a, see another film do this to me, I was like, I'm not letting this happen again. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Annihilation was very scary. That's true. <laughs> what? Uh, I did watch the Flintstones movie not long ago. Uh, the one with... Uh, John Goodman and, and Rick Moranis. And that movie still holds up. It's still really, really good. Do you own that movie? Um, I do not own that movie. I think it's on, you can watch on HBO right now if you really wanted to watch it. I think both movies are on HBO right now, um, oddly enough. But I know I know the first one, the first one definitely is. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about before. We were talking about uh, just all the Ernest movies and how, what a wild ride, right, for that, for that character. Uh, another character I want to talk about, though, for this for this particular movie, two characters in particular. Oh, uh, which ones? Oh, gosh. Vacuum salesmen who were fantastic. They were, they were dude. amazing. They're also kind of creepy. They scared the fuck out of me a little bit. With that laugh? Yeah, they got, yeah. The laugh and, like, how they finished each other's sentences. It was, I mean, they could have been, uh, that could have been another horror movie with those two guys. I mean, that should just be, a, yeah, someone should take that concept to make it a horror movie now. They also sold guns out of their trunk. Yeah, that it was... seems like they were just part of the black market. <laughs> well, they were they were for Mighty Workboy. Maybe Mighty Workboy made guns. Oh my god! Yeah. And they loved working for Mighty Workboy so much. They sang that song, <laughs> song? all the time. They're yeah. all about it. The Mighty Workboy vacuum was also a VCR. Yes, I I caught that part. That was weird. <laughs> But also think about these guys traveling all across the country. Like they just they just both collectively lost their minds together. <laughs> yeah, they must have been. Yeah, they're probably they, normal dudes. Uh-huh. Then a few months, years go by and there's like, now nah, we're crazy. They've never been home. They've been gone for a decade selling that. Their fucking families bag. have their families have moved on. Their wives have remarried. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. They're, they're just, yeah, long gone. No formal divorce though. They're just like, I don't think did he die? <laughs> I think he's they were real dead. <laughs> Because their family's like, I think they died. Maybe every once in a while they get like a postcard from them. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh. What? They go to the next state, they send a postcard. Still, I'll be home in a few weeks. It's been 12 years. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. Your relationship with your father is through a fucking postcard. I mean. (laughs) That he sends once a week or month, maybe. Speaking of that, I don't even know how... This it relates because of like a strange father things. So I was watching Top Gun the other night, and Anthony Edwards is in it. And I was yeah. like, I was looking up other movies Anthony Edwards was in because I, I know I, mean, I was just like thinking about like how what a weird ride that guy had early on in his career. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. And he went from being a nerd to being in Top Gun like immediately. He was like did not get typecast whatsoever like no. right off the bat. Uh, until good. later on, he kind of played like a right, like a nerdy doctor guy on ER and everything like that, whatever. But um, he was in Top Gun. But then uh, I remember I was like, oh, he was in the How I Got Into College and then some of the other nerd movies. But then I saw this movie. It was called Charlie's Ghost Story, and, and I was like, what's this? And he directed it, and it was like Charlie's Ghost Story in the something of Coronado. 
And it was about this kid whose dad is like ignoring him because he is an archaeologist and is too busy being an archaeologist to like bother with his own son. And so he discovers this like remains of this um, old conquistador named Coronado. Um, and it's played by Cheech Marin. Oh, <laughs> wait, so is there like a time portal that opens up? What's going on? I don't, it's, I don't know. It's called, yeah, it's the, it's all, the movie's called Charlie's ghost story, also known as Charlie's ghost, the secret of Coronado. Okay, so it's and a, it was based on a story by Mark Coronado. Twain, actually. Nice. What in the world? This movie is, is actually on Amazon prime. I'm not even joking. It's yeah, and he, yeah, basically, an archaeologist finds the remains of a famous explorer, Coronado, played by Cheech Marin, and moves them to a museum. This causes the spirit of the explorer to become restless, and he wants his bones to be properly buried, and return, and then returns as a ghost to seek the help from the twelve-year-old boy named Charlie, whose dad is ignoring him, and he's the kid's being bullied at work and things like, or being bullied at school, and Coronado helps him with that. <laughs> I guess that's wild. <laughs> Sweet, I can dig it. Yeah, you can dig it. It's uh, really, but anyways, you talking about deadbeat kind of dad not being there for him kind of thing uh, reminded me of about reading about that movie and has nothing to do with Ernest or Ernest writes again. That's okay. Uh, whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but you know the vacuum salesmen are outrageous. So is Abner's wife. She's, She's out of horrible. Control. She's horrible. So that lady actually ends up appearing in, I think, all the rest of the Ernest movies. Not as that character, but as various characters. Even Ernest's girlfriend, I think, or something at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, or an, an equally like, like dumbfounded, silly, obnoxious character such as Ernest. So that was that's kind of interesting that she was in this first... This is the first one she was in and then went on to do that. Um, but also, when she comes home... And she is talking to Abner. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does she pour out of that thing, that gelatin that she puts chopsticks in? I think it was fried rice and lime jello. Is that what it was? I'll go with that. Sure. I have no That's all I can idea. guess. Yeah. It was so bizarre. And she was like, mmm, it's so good. And I was like, what the fuck? It looks, one, it looks disgusting. Well, and two, also... it's just like, what the fuck is that? It's like, who do you feed that to regularly? I, why? Why would she go through the effort to make those? I don't get it. Just make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It'd be easier. And, <laughs> as opposed to that, yeah. Anything <laughs> would be easier than that. And also, imagine trying to eat that thing with chopsticks. No, it'd be impossible. Really, real easy. Yeah. yeah. Unless real I good. always use chopsticks, I would never be able to do that. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think I feel like uh, I know one character that maybe Nick, uh, well, nobody probably really wants to talk about too much, is that tow truck driver. Yeah, where'd that guy come from? Where'd the weird southern rebel tow truck driver come from? The, the, the billionaire just enlisted him somewhere. His cadence appeared as one of his he goons. He was like one and of he, his goons, too. And, and he had a Confederate sense. flag in his in his truck, and his logo had yeah. a Confederate flag with it, and he had the nerve to call Ernest a redneck. Yes, he called him a redneck. What? What are you talking about? You are emblazoned in Confederate flags, and you called Ernest a redneck? What was that about? It I just, mean, this guy, well. It didn't make any sense. It's just like, wh- where did this idea come from? Yeah, I'd like to check in with this guy nowadays, see what he's up to. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully he's uh, 
He's not. Hopefully, he didn't take anything from his character and live that lifestyle. He did have a, a really. I meant the character, not the. Yeah, I meant the character, <laughs> not the actor. What? He's just playing a role. You maniac. <laughs> He's probably he really, he, fine. He got too deep. He got too deep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what? Yeah, you. You, you never go. You, know, you never go full southern racist. You never go full southern racist. Now oh, he is the head of the KKK. It was. Oh my God! All because he was in an Ernest movie. This method I was talking papers, dude. spiraled. Dude, I was talking about the talking. People. I was talking with a goddamn character. Who well, was we were who had about the actor stars and bars all over the fucking place, and then you decided to talk about the actor's potential future. And then, uh, but he did. The, he did have one really absurd line when Ernest was hanging out of his car. And he was about to hit those cones. He goes, "How about a public works enema?" <laughs> yeah, bold. Strong I mean, words. He tried to murder Ernest, so I'm not surprised he was saying stuff like that. He ran yeah. him right over. It doesn't matter. Ernest got ran over by a car too. It didn't even matter. That guy didn't know that though. Nobody knows that Ernest is a cartoon character. He just freaking yeah, smashed him with a Imagine if they really would have tried to cut his head open. Well, I mean, I'm glad they set that up. I didn't see it coming, but yeah. Good yeah, job. they were going to cut Ernest's head open to get the crown off his head in this movie. Can't do I it. I understand, because his skull still would have been wedged inside that thing. What did yeah, that but then you... They just scooped it out. No, it's, away yeah, that's from true. The, the, the top of his head. Yeah, because they were going to they were gonna cut it like below it anyways. They weren't even getting up in there. Yeah, they weren't. Oh, that's they what I was they saying. They want to risk the crown and the jewels. Were they going to try and like just like... So they were going to these beautiful jewels they're gonna like smash a man's skull in and have him covered in blood and brains they didn't even care cool. the thing is this movie is so absurd in the sense that like the bad guy doesn't even want this crown of jewels to like sell to get like millions of dollars he just wants it for his collection that didn't make sense either because he destroyed his collection at the end of the movie he's trying to it's kill you... Ernest with that blunderbuss and just, just you... blowing up the whole collection <laughs> that's how you knew he lost his mind he didn't care yeah, he you really just what? the the crown jewels was the crown jewel of his collection. Oh, okay. So that's all I needed, really. And then Ernest drove him fucking mad trying to get right. away from him. Yeah, because he finds out Ernest is invincible, basically. That's that's Ernest's real superpower is that he drives his enemies insane. Yes, because they can't process him. And yeah. I mean, man, when he first comes out of the woods and he's three different people, I'm like, this movie's just gonna be like about mental health in america (laughs) needs to talk to somebody here he makes a comment when he's stuck in the cannon when the doctor is talking to that other doctor the bad doctor he's talking about how talking to yourself isn't uh isn't good for your mental health he makes some sort of comment about that although ernest does it the entire time yeah it's all he does people inside of his head yeah he's yeah there's many people inside there he also has yeah he also has uh different outfits in his back pocket apparently Throwing on hats. He dressed up like that old woman. He had makeup on him for whatever reason. Yeah, the makeup. Yeah, well, and he, you know, had and a neck brace. So. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, he's that's got... another occurring, reoccurring character in his films. What is the name of that character? Oh, I don't know. Old What's up? Woman. The reoccurring character uh, that's the old woman with the the neck um, brace. Oh, yeah. She's in a, she's in a, like, I remember her from, Auntie like, uh, Nelda. Scared stupid for sure, and yeah. he plays like a general in Scared Stupid. There's a like when they're battling the trolls at the end. Oh, does he? Um, I saw that he uh, 
I remember he's like a general character, and he plays so many different random characters. Wait a minute, is it Ernest as a general, or is it Jim Varney plays the general? No, 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 it's Ernest. Like, he keeps switching, so they're like, he switches to the old woman, and he switches to the general, he switches when they're battling the trolls at the end. Like, he's switching characters constantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked he he did he did he tricked the one bad guy in this one by dressing up as the old woman. At least one of those that outfit he did pull off the clothesline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sense. part of that, it. Then he had, I, he had part of lines. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that fake pair of tits sitting on the clothesline too. The fat. Oh, suit. did you just yeah? Not to dry. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't the want wig, to put... the the wig, the boobs, the the shawl that wasn't even there. You don't want to put that in your dryer; it'll fuck it up. It's valid. It wise words. Yeah, wise words. Let it Wiser words have never been said. Well, thank God it was a sunny. Thank God it was a sunny day. Oh yeah. Otherwise, it would have taken forever to dry those things. And then we got real wet. <laughs> I got real wet watching that scene. Oh my God! What? <laughs> you could tell someone was not listening to you because your comment was outrageous. <laughs> That's part of the reason I made it. Yeah. Still, still didn't hear outrageous comment. It was beyond words. Beyond words, just like just like Ernest. Did, 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 you, did, you, did you hear what he said? He picked up nothing out of that. No, he can, he can God, listen to it later. It was no. Yeah, I, I heard. You, I'm just trying to. I was just trying did, to make a transition. You didn't, but you didn't. You didn't hear though. What did he say? Just trying to make a transition here. Pal. <laughs> what, <laughs> you didn't. You won't admit to it. You can just admit you didn't hear what he said. It was outrageous. I'm glad. I'm kind of offended. I heard it. <laughs> I, I I only heard what Nick said. That's that's all I yeah, heard. Yeah, well, that's right. It's a little treat for you when you go back and re-edit it or when you put it together. You'll hear what Pat said, and it's Great. outrageous. Wonderful. Yep. Little secret. I don't, it was probably something about that woman, old woman's bush or something. Nope. It was not about that. It's not well, about you that. Image in your head. Now you have that image in your head, too. No, I don't. No, um, I don't. Well, now I no, do. What? Thanks. I also like during that chase scene when he, uh, when he hid under that chair and the guy got tricked. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. I don't know. Just so, whatever. Yeah, he's a cartoon. <laughs> I, I I wish I, I should have wrote down more earnest lines because he had a lot of good like it was just little silly stupid one liners. There's just so many. It was hard to keep up. What about um when they got stopped by apple maggots? He's like, oh, stopped by apple maggots again. What? <laughs> yeah, I want to know the continuity. When yeah, did that clo- happen before? They closed down the forest because of the apple maggots. What's going on? Yeah, um, what do you keep calling <laughs> those construction guys? Makita Warriors? Makita Warriors, yeah, that was actually awesome. I love that. I'm going to use that when yeah, I drive by a construction site. By a construction site, Makita Warriors? Just, yeah, that's a, that was also, a good little line. That's funny. Those guys should lose their jobs. Their homes are dangerously unstable. Ernest they was making the walls fall down, fall down just from running around the construction site. That's not good. Twice they weren't done happened. yet. They weren't done yet. They're, they were just placeholders. <laughs> if a wall is standing up, in a house like that, in a frame of a house, it should not be falling down. No That's fucking true. Shit. It wasn't done yet. <sighs> they had to get they they going to put more nails in after they got their Chinese food. They should have just they should have just finished instead of taking a lunch break and knowing that there was this bumbling idiot that keeps bothering them all the time. Well, they were hungry. They were hungry, hungry hippos. They were not well. A couple of them are fat. That's not very nice, Corey. Because they came back with food. Yeah, because they come back with food. Jeez, Pat. Wow. Tell them. This isn't heavyweights. We're not in fat camp here. <laughs> Only the one, one person. guy. The one. It was 
the one construction worker with speaking lines definitely gave like a wrestler vibe off to me. Like he had, especially for that era too, he had like the long curly wet yeah, hair, he and he was like he had he had some crazy deep gregly voice. He almost reminded me of uh, what's his face from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, that football player. Yeah, kind of like kind of like that Braun Strowman ish. That kind of same Braun Strowman also reminds me of that guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, he could play him in uh, the reboot. <laughs> Can't remember his name. It was like Gronk or Gunk or I don't know. I have no idea. Ogre. You're close. It's Ogre. Ogre. Yeah, very similar. He was Gook. an actual football player. Grook. Donald Gibb. Gronk. Gonk. Ogre. All sound close. Ogre. Yeah, pretty, pretty close there. <laughs> monster name. I should have just said monster name. Generic monster name. Uh, but, you know, while, while we enjoyed this movie and it is what it is, there's uh, there's uh, somebody on IMDb here who absolutely loved this movie. And it said, once in a while, a movie like this comes along. I love this show. I thought this show was creative, unique, very funny, and most amazing of all, clean. Jim Varney was so funny, my sides ached for days after watching him. In this age, age, it seems practically every movie I've seen that has tried to produce humor has a scene that involves a toilet and or shows someone being kicked in the groin. I wouldn't think anyone, especially males, would think that that was funny. This movie is an example of filmmakers actually having to think to produce a good, funny screenplay. The plot was turning in many interesting directions, making it impossible to figure out the ending. Films can get old when producers make movies with the same old plots over and over again. I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I hope many more people will. Okay. I mean, we knew he was gonna get the crown jewels, right? I think. We... Okay, man. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> there weren't a lot of plot plot twists. There weren't a lot of twists and turns. No, I wasn't. Um, I feel like the movie's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best t- turns are just you realize nothing can kill Ernest. He's still afraid of dying, though. So he thinks things. I mean, the bullets might have got him. Maybe he seemed afraid about bullets. Well, luckily, everyone in that, even MI6, was horrible shots, so. They couldn't, yeah. And how about, I mean, did, did they really have to play that theme music every time we saw the British guys? Every yes, single they time. Did. Every <laughs> single time. You needed to know they were MI6. Like, oh, Come on. Oh. <laughs> bam, also, bam, they're bam, after bam. the crown jewels of their nation. And yes. they, shoot, they shoot at Ernest and then just let the cannon roll by. They don't chase them. No, they're very, it's. They, they it's recoup a, and they're like, ah. Let's call in the satellite. Okay. Yeah, and then then they don't know how to fucking use the satellite. <sighs> dumb British Secret Service people. Yeah, they're they're real dummies. I can't say if I was uh, uh, real quick if I'm going to be disappointed by one major thing in this movie. Uh, was that those two guys who were like play brothers in all the Ernest movies up until yeah. now were not in it? Why weren't uh, the Bobby, salesman? What the hell? Bobby and Bobby and Tom. Yeah. Um, I would I would have thought that they would have been right the vacuum salesman. That would have been a, a dead ringer for that. Yeah, it perfect. Uh, but the, and those guys are fantastic. They're the it's and it's funny because they're actually in Ernest goes to school, which was after this one. 
but they're not, and they're because they're in Christmas jail, jail, stupid, and then they're in school, but they're not. They weren't in the Biden things. Where did they skip this one? But those guys are fantastic, and and all of them, I think they're hilarious. So I don't. I was kind of disappointed to not see them in this in this film. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, missed missed opportunity for sure. Although the vacuum salesmen, who I would think they definitely would have played otherwise, were were great. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, they were fantastic. But you could. It almost felt like that was written for those two guys. Yeah, you'd think it was, it it was, was supposed just... to be their role in this movie. And for whatever reason, maybe they still had a contract with the other studio or something at the time that was also made that was formerly making the movies. Or yeah, I don't know. Very very odd that they weren't weren't in this movie. Uh, but yeah, Ernest rides again. It's 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 a fine Ernest film. It's 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 enjoyable. It's Ernest. If you don't like Ernest, then you're not going to like this movie because you're going to find the character unbelievably annoying and uh, you're not going to find him funny. Even if you like the character, you'll still find him unbelievably annoying. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he was that bad. I mean, I mean, I mean he's, he's obnoxious, out, but that's the he's point. out of control, point. man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's he's gotta, out of control. Like, there's a transition period where you realize you're going into a different world. This is not your normal world. <laughs> and for me, for me, that was that was a better thing. I was glad to take a dive into Ernest World. It's a little different than the one we have right now. So that was. Oh, yeah. Ernest World yeah. is always, uh, always a little different. So if you've never seen an Ernest movie, I'd, I'm, I'd be surprised if you're listening to this podcast. You've never seen an Ernest movie, but I mean, there's plenty, you, of them, plenty of them on Prime Video to watch. Do you think anybody under 25 has seen an Ernest movie? Maybe scared so. stupid because they do play that quite often during Halloween or possibly even saves Christmas because that was like on Netflix for a while. And they would always it would always be when they have like, you know, they always advertise Christmas movies. You're right. During I've Christmas. Thought, yeah, that's true. So possibly people have seen Ernest Saves Christmas but or like, maybe scared stupid. Anybody under 23 years old. I'm I, sure, I mean, think, it's it's tough. I was, think parents nowadays would be showing kids at least scared stupid that's like a that's a classic in my maybe more so maybe more so christmas i feel like that would be the more like christmas time you're looking for christmas movies to watch watch ernest saves christmas he santa claus ernest is the ernest in my opinion is the goat or scared stupid is is the go-to for me so oh yeah that's 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 always they'll always be my favorite one followed by camp Uh, ernest goes to camp is I mean, it's the first one. It's it's a really solid, good summer camp comedy. But Scared Stupid is is my favorite. The whole Miak thing is mm-hmm. on is just so st- fucking stupid, but <laughs> hilarious at the same time. So, um, so like I mentioned before at the beginning of the podcast, that we're we're climbing up to episode three hundred. Oh, and uh, why <laughs> not just really go hard here with some of these out of control. Uh, B movies, uh, you know, yeah. the 80s has so many of these B movies. I found that here uh, yeah. from 1989. It's called Ghost Ghost Rider, not Ghost Rider, Ghost Writer. Ghost writer. Like, like the, remember the TV show? There was a yes, there was TV, TV ghost. show Ghost Writer, but this yes. is Ghost Writer from 1989. And it's uh, a writer moves into a Malibu beach house and comes up against the ghost of an actress who supposedly had committed suicide there 30 years previously, but had been murdered by her boyfriend. The ghost asks the writer's help in proving her boyfriend is the killer. Okay. That's intense. This is a a comedy. What are we... What? Oh, Oh, no. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Where do we watch this? 
This is not a horror movie. This is a comedy. Fuck it. 1989. This is available on Amazon Prime Video. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like a comedy. Does he, is he like gonna, the, Does he have intercourse with this ghost? Does, I, he, does him and this ghost have a little flirty thing going on here? No, it's a woman. The writer's a woman. Yes. Oh, I thought you said he. Never mind. Well, I mean, still, could still. Could still I still feel. Yeah, it could be. I feel like though that was like such a thing in the in the 80s there's so many like we were talking about a few weeks ago remember we were talking about the meatballs movies and there's that one where that ghost of that porn star comes back to like get that guy to kid to lose his virginity and then there's like one there's one i remember um seeing the video store all the time and it was called heavenly kid about a cocky teen who's like in a car crash and can't get into heaven so he comes back as a ghost and has to get back because there were so many of those like weird go angels coming down and needing to get back into heaven and they were all these like weird teen kind of ish comedies uh from the from the 80s it's like a weird like why did we were those were those before ghostbusters or after ghostbusters when was the first one of those start um i don't know i mean i i have to really look into the ghost and or angel coming down to get back into heaven or type scenario um, to see, and as far as comedy goes, if that was before or after, uh, after Ghostbusters. But yeah, Ghostbusters could have had something to do with it, right? Ghost movies, it's huge. Let's, yeah. Let's make, make let's make ghost comedies, and they'll, they'll just be all over the place. But yeah, next week on the podcast, like I said, we're going we're going to go hard in these in these B movies here in the next few episodes leading up to episode three hundred, and with the first one we're going <laughs> to dive into is Ghost Writer from 1989. Wait a minute. Uh, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Nick. And that's Nick. I'm sometimes Pat. Sometimes friend of the show, Pat. Come back next week. <laughs> it's the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>